0: The All Things Gators Podcast with your host, Kai Chahan. Hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to the next edition of the All Things Gators Podcast. I'm your host, Kai Chahan. And today we're going to be talking about the Florida vs. Miami game last night. And uh, we'll kind of just break it down. And uh, you get my take on what I thought about it. And uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So obviously, Gators won 24 to 20. uh, Number eight Gators against the unranked Hurricanes. Uh, A lot of people probably thought that this was going to be more, not so much a blowout, but uh, at least a couple score game. But um, obviously, uh, it was only a four point game. The spread on the game was uh, Florida favored by seven points. So Florida didn't even cover the spread. So uh, props to Miami. I think um, they're going to surprise a lot of people this year. Uh, defense looked really good. Um, and then I think uh, Jaron w- Williams is going to have the chance to uh, really develop this year with uh, obviously uh, not that strong of a schedule. And I think uh, he's going to be a pretty good quarterback this year and be an even better quarterback next year. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, on the flip side, Felipe Franks, uh, quarterback, had a good game. Wouldn't call, or, call it a stellar game. Uh, there were a couple mistakes in there that he made. Uh, 17 for 27. Uh, I believe that's about 61, 62%. I'm pretty satisfied with that. I'd really like to see him get into like the 65% passing percentage range. But uh, for the first game, not too shabby. Um, for yards, he had 254. Um, once again, pretty good. Um, if he throws 250 yards per game, I'm satisfied with that. And I think Gator fans would be satisfied with that. Uh, so along with that, he had uh, two touchdowns. One to um, Kadarius Tony on the opening drive. And then one did, um, Michael P Ryan in the fourth quarter, uh, after a muffed punt by Jeff Thomas, uh, inside the 10 yard line and the Gators were able to convert on third and seven, I believe it was uh third and goal around that area of the field. And they were able to punch it in there on, um, uh, well, P Ryan came out of the backfield kind of did like a angle route and, um, Basically, it's a slant for running backs coming out of backfield um, and was able to pretty much walk in. Uh, and so, yeah, those were his two touchdowns. But along with that, he had the two interceptions. One of them to Freddie Swain, that was the first or, or uh, pass intended for Freddie Swain, was intercepted off a deflection by Swain. Uh, this interception, um, while most people probably think that it was more Frank's fault, I think it was more Swain's fault. Yes, it was high, but, I mean, he's a senior. He has the experience. I just feel like that's a ball that he would normally catch. Uh, obviously a very reliable receiver we've seen over the years. And um, I I just expect by this point that he's able to um, haul that one in in a big game such as this one. But obviously got tipped up, t- took a unlucky bounce, and a uh, Miami player intercepted it and was able to get a pretty nice return off of it. The second interception, of course, was uh, the bonehead mistake by Franks. Um, what was it? With like four minutes left in the game, all they had to do was just run the ball, get a couple first downs, and the game would be over. And that would have saved a lot of us from the intense <laughs> stress that we all had and what felt like an eternity of the last few minutes of the game. So, uh, yeah, about the, so basically on the interception, um, he supposedly, he so he dropped back. Mullen said the reason that they threw in the first place was because they had a matchup uh, that they liked. Uh, apparently it was going to be a little out route because um, obviously Miami thought they were going to run the ball um, as any other team would because that's what you normally do so maybe mullen was just trying to throw him off but and then frank's what he said in the press conference after the game was that uh he was trying to throw the ball away but apparently his arm got hit on the release and that resulted in him not being able to throw it away um and was the interception just just god-awful interception and so yeah, those were his two interceptions. And then of course, there were the two fumbles uh, in the second quarter. First one, in my opinion, was more on uh, Michael P. Ryan's fault more than um, Frank's fault because uh, if you if you go and watch the replay, it looked like he had a wide receiver in the slot, um, and he was about to throw a little bubble screen to him. Um, it looked like Franks was trying to pull it out, but at the same time, it looked like P. Ryan was trying to bring it with him. So I'm not exactly sure what the rule of thumb is on uh, whether it's like the quarterback's decision or the uh, running back's decision to take the ball. I'd assume it's the quarterback's decision. So in that case, if Franks is trying to grab it back from P. Ryan's stomach on the read option or the run pass option, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would assume that P. Ryan would just let him take it, but uh, that wasn't the case, and it was just a bad exchange and um, it was obviously a fumble. Franks probably could have got on it, but he didn't, and the Miami Hurricanes were able to bust out the uh, first turnover chain of the year. <laughs> Side note, my opinion, if I had to rank the three turnover chains, this is probably my f- least favorite. I mean, last year it was, pre- was pretty cool, I'm not going to lie with the little with the mascot on it. That was pretty cool. And then <laughs> uh there, the new touchdown rings that they have this year, that's a little over the top if you ask me. I mean, by by next year what are they going to have like a a bracelet for getting a first down or something? I mean, it's getting ridiculous at this point. And even uh, another side note uh FSU got rid of their turnover backpack which they should have never had in the first place in my opinion uh but yeah that's gone so uh just a little side note uh but back to the game so that was the first fumble I'd say it's more uh P. Ryan's fault than uh than Frank's fault but then uh the second turnover uh, you had, it was uh, actually the very next drive, and um might have been the very next play. I don't think so, but definitely the next drive. Canes had a little bit of momentum going, um, and it was, I, I couldn't really tell. It was probably more for, uh, Davis's fault for drop. It was like a little pitch, uh, a little toss play behind the line of scrimmage, and uh, it just seemed like Davis never really got a good, good grasp of the ball and it was just bobbling it around and you'd think that's just a routine little pitch behind uh, the line of scrimmage and then he would run and uh get a nice gain but unfortunately he bobbled it after Franks uh pitched it back to him and um that leaned led to him fumbling it as he could never really get a good hold of the ball and fumbled and then it seemed like he tried to get back on top of it and he should have And it looked like he did, but um, for some reason he tried to get back up, and that allowed the Miami Hurricanes players to knock it out of his hands while he was on the ground with the ball. I thought he was down. I think most of America thought he was down, but the officials did not, and uh, Miami was able to recover. Um, So, yeah, those were the turnovers um, on the offense. Um, We'll go over... Rushing yards by Florida real quick. Uh, Only 52 rushing yards. That's unacceptable. But uh, obviously the defensive line and the linebackers on Miami uh, were pretty good. But, uh, you know, when you think about it, if you have that same performance against, say, LSU or Georgia or even Auburn, um, it's you're not going to win with four turnovers and 52 rushing yards, you know? And um, with that being said, um, you had Michael P Ryan with 42 yards, Franks with eight yards. Uh, I'm going to give you a second guess who had the third most uh, rushing yards on the team. Not Tony, not Damien Pierce, not even Malik Davis. But Tommy Townsend, the punter, on the fake punt, he got a gain of six yards. That was the third best uh, rush of uh, rusher of the game with six yards. Uh, Tony had three rushing yards. Pierce had two rushing yards, and Malik Davis had negative nine rushing yards. Obviously, on that um, on the muffed, uh, not muffed, but on the fumbled pitch to him, which he fumbled, which he. he bobbled and lost the ball. Um, moving on, uh, receiving Hammond had the best game out of uh, had the best receiving game out of everybody. He had a few like intermediate catches for first downs. Uh, he had four catches in total. Uh, big one for sixty five yards, um, and that was really That was a huge play. Franks was fresh off of his uh, first interception. And I believe Miami had just scored a touchdown. Uh, yeah, a touchdown. And uh, first play back, Franks t- drops back, lets the play develop a little bit, and throws a beautiful ball uh, up the seam to Josh Hammond. And Hammond was able to take it inside the 20. And obviously that set up the rushing touchdown by Franks. I uh, forgot to talk about that real quick. Uh, great play by Franks. Um, what was it like five yard run? Um, but, uh, Hey, wait, let me check. I actually don't have it. Um, Oh here actually, no, I do not. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, it was like five, three or five yards, whatever it was, but nice physical run. And that was a big play in the game. Uh, back to wide receivers. Um, yeah, so Josh Hammond, best wide receiver by far. Um, second best, you had Tony with 66 yards, all on a whopping one reception. Um, obviously, the first drive of the game, uh, screen pass to Tony and took it 66 yards to the house. Um, He made at least five defenders miss a tackle and um, – Uh, yeah so a great play by tony obviously you want to see him getting a few more receptions seemed like after that first quarter he didn't really even touch the ball especially after the one negative gain that he had uh where he kind of he took it uh might have been off a sweep uh but he lost like seven yards on the play but after that i don't think he touched the ball so but you know he was being very productive in the first quarter besides that one play um You'd obviously like to see him get a few more touches, uh, but uh, nevertheless, a great play by Tony. Um, Then you had Kyle Pitts with three receptions. Almost took one of them for a touchdown, but was stopped short, and next play, or it might have been next play or the play after, Franks took it in for a touchdown. Then you had P. Ryan with six receptions for 25 yards and the touchdown on the play that I talked about. Uh, Van Jefferson only had one. Tyree Cleveland only had one, and Grimes only had one. Um, how Jefferson, uh, his reception was 14 yards on a nice out route. Uh, Cleveland was, I think it was over the middle, but he caught it on the right sideline. And then Grimes, I can't exactly remember his, but I remember he did get a catch, and it was for 10 yards. Um, and then Swain was really the only other wide receiver who did not catch a pass. Obviously he should have caught that one over the middle that was thrown by, uh, Franks and that was an interception, but we'll move on from that. Um, I think he, uh, Swain is a great playmaker and we're going to see that later on in the season. Um, Oh, I'm I'm now looking at the fumbles. They did pin the fumble, the first one on Felipe Franks. So yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Yeah, and they blame the other one on Malik Davis. So Frank's really had three turnovers, but yeah. Um, moving on to the defense, uh, an amazing day for the defense, defensive line especially. You had, uh, let's see who, who had sacks. You had Kyrie Campbell with one, Zuniga with one and a half, Grenard with one and a half, Uh, Traiden with one and a half. Jeremiah Moon with half of a sack, and Adam Schuler with half a sack, and then James Houston with a sack, and Marlon Dunlap with a big sack at the end to uh, pretty much end the game. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, how many guys was that? One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine different guys contributed to sacks and there was 10 sacks in total. Uh, so yeah, great performance by those guys on the defensive line. Um, hopefully they'll be causing, uh, more, uh, turnovers, not just sacks, but like maybe stripping the ball a little bit more. And they did do that at the end of the game, but unfortunately none of that, none of the fumbles by Miami were covered, uh, in the, those last few minutes. Um, The only fumble lost by Miami was the one by Jeff Thomas on the muffed punt, which was recovered by Van Jefferson. Uh, By the way, Van Jefferson, I thought, did an amazing job um, on special teams last night. Um, He caught the ball out of midair to pin Miami within the 10-yard line, and then he was able to recover the muff by Jeff Thomas. So, Van Jefferson, great job on special teams. Mm, But we'll get to special teams more in a minute. So yeah, no interceptions last night uh, for the UF defense. Only one fumble recovery on special teams. Uh, so obviously, um, room for improvement. You'd like to see the defense force more turnovers. Um, but I you know I think that will we'll see that more in the future because they did force what um, a lot so. It says Miami had three fumbles, but it seemed like it was more than that because um, you had the two at the end. Actually, no, I feel like it was four fumbles. Um, not sure if this is right, but ESPN says it was three. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but yeah, so Florida was forcing the fumbles. You'd like to see them take advantage of that freshman quarterback and try to get more interceptions. Uh, but obviously, none were thrown. And uh, so, yeah, uh, in the future, we'd like to see better, uh, a better job of forcing turnovers by the defense. Uh, Jawan Taylor led the way with six uh, tackles. But obviously, I seriously doubt that he will start next game because Stewart's going to come back. In my opinion, Stewart and Sean Davis should be the starters after. um, Last night, Steiner did all right and Taylor did all right. Uh, But I think Taylor was just taking Brad Stewart's spot. Obviously, I think Stewart was suspended. I doubt he was hurt, probably suspended. But anyway, um, so yeah. uh, And then, yeah, so he had six tackles and that led the team. I have a little bit of a problem with that, but what are you going to do? Um, uh, so yeah, let's talk about special teams real quick. Um, kickoff returns, nothing too special. Tony had the one where well, he brought it to the 20 and then I feel like there was one more that was pretty good. Maybe there might've been a punt return, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So nothing special, spectacular around kickoff returns, punt returns. Swain had a nice little return, but. Um, obviously it was called back because of, you know, what was it? Blocking the back or something. Uh, but so yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with Swain back there. Um, he's a pretty reliable punt returner. He's not going to fumble it. Uh, but then again, he's probably not going to take it to the house all that often, but I'm comfortable with him being back there. Um, let me see. Uh, the kicking. McPherson, great day, one for one. Uh, on field goals, uh, it was 27. Easy chip shot, but it was on the right side of the hash mark, so sometimes I might be troublesome from kickers. Um, but, yeah, so one for one, starting off the year right, and then three for three on extra points. Uh, and then on kickoffs... He um it was pretty sure um he uh let's see, so there were four scores and then we kicked it off. I'm pretty sure four out of the five kickoffs that McPherson had were touchbacks. So it was either three out of five or four out of five, but anyway, um good job of not allowing the Miami uh special teams to even get a um a real chance at returning one. And then punting, Tommy Townsend did a great job, averaged 44 yards a punt, 50 was his longest, and um, all three of his punts uh, were inside the 20. Um, So yeah, obviously Townsend, in my opinion, one of the best punters in the nation, and uh, I'm glad we have him. Um, So yeah, and then he did have that fake punt. Uh, He's actually, like, surprisingly fast, uh, but yeah... um, um I'm, I'm uh proud of the way special teams played. I think they did the best out of all three units. Um, if I had to give a grade uh special teams, I'd give them an A. uh they forced a fumble really um, on the on the uh, punt and um they didn't make any huge mistakes, um, if any mistakes at all. Um, and then defense, I'd probably give like a B. Not not a B plus, not a B minus, just a B, because they did they gave up twenty points to a team with no offensive line and a new quarterback. Um, but then again, they did force ten sacks, so that makes up for it. Uh, so yeah, I'd give them a B offense. I'd probably give a C, or to C to C plus. Um, obviously, you would like to see. Uh, no turnovers, nonetheless four turnovers. Um, and then obviously only three offensive touchdowns were scored. And as fans we like to see like four or five touchdowns scored. So uh, but I'm not too concerned about um, about last night, first game of the season. I'm glad we got the win um, uh, with this bye week coming up uh, this next week, uh, it's going to give Mullen some time to really figure out what went wrong. I and mean, I have full confidence in him that he's going to be able to um, fix fix what went wrong. Um, and obviously some of those turnovers might have just been from jitters, which I don't blame them. I'd be terrified if I was playing in front of the whole college football world. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like so not only did you have a packed house in the stadium, in uh, Camping World Stadium, but you had um, literally every person who likes college football was watching that game, so yeah, there's obviously a lot of pressure on that. And uh, nevertheless, you're playing your one of your bigger rivals, so a lot of pressure. Uh, in the future, I doubt there's going to be that many like unforced fumbles uh, or or uh, picks. Uh, but yeah, I think Dan Mullen's going to be able to. Coach up Franks on what he did wrong, Um, just some decision making, making quicker reads, all that. Um, I have full confidence in John Hevesy and that he's going to get the offensive line uh, getting in the right direction. And I think it was uh, pretty good, uh, especially in pass defense or in in, uh, pass blocking, rather. Um, But offense, or um, excuse me, uh, rushing. Uh, rush blocking uh unblocking whatever you want to call it that needs to improve a little bit cuz obviously there was only 52 rushing yards but i think they uh, there was only one sack on Franks and um so yeah that's pretty good for the uh for the first game of the season not that great expectations of the offensive line so yeah um great job by them uh you'd like to see uh, the receivers getting a few more Um, catches not I mean they did a good job of spreading it around but obviously we'd like to see each receiver with at least four catches in my opinion Um, obviously that's not going to happen but that's what I think us as fans would want and I think um, Billy Gonzalez is going to have those guys uh, ready for UT Martin that's going to be a good tune-up game uh, and a good chance for I think Emery Jones to come in and get some significant amount of playing time and it'll get uh get his confidence up get the offensive confidence up get frank's confidence up uh just get the whole offense and defense uh confidence up um but yeah i think if you asked me the after last night the strength of the team is probably um special teams unlike in the previous years uh such as 2015 when we had open open tryouts for kickers after the atrocious uh Special teams. Uh, but yeah, um, this year uh, I'm, we're pretty lucky that it's a strong suit because obviously special teams is a huge part of the game. Uh, defense is our second strongest, in my opinion, and then offense is the weaker part of the team. But I have full confidence in Dan Month that he's going to be able uh, to make it so that um, both so that defense and offense and special teams are all the strengths and that we have no weaknesses or very little weaknesses um but yeah uh so that's gonna about wrap it up for today um on the all things gators podcast uh we probably um go next week without one and then might do a preview for uh middle tennessee or um who is it i don't even know who oh ut martin rather sorry uh, not middle Tennessee um but yeah that UT Martin's gonna uh, game's gonna be uh I, I apologize if I said that earlier I think I did uh but yeah um anywho. um probably won't do a preview for that game maybe uh obviously uh, I started school a few weeks ago and that's really busy so uh I'm gonna try to get one done before maybe maybe not we'll see and then uh or obviously have one after the game in two weeks uh fun fact i'm actually going to fsu game next uh, next week against boise state uh we actually have a family friend who plays for them uh he's a backup quarterback uh, maybe he'll play we'll see uh but uh always rooting for the team against florida state i guess um but, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you for listening to the All Things Gators podcast. Uh, I forgot to say it at the beginning, uh, but if you could go drop a follow on our Instagram, at all underscore things underscore gators. That's at all things gators uh, on Instagram. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, I think we're pretty close to 900, and a thousand's not too far off either. So, yeah, if you could go ahead and drop a follow, that would be much appreciated. Uh, once again, I'm Kai Chahan is the all things Gators podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Go Gators.